Lamed Aleph, Amud Aleph, continuing the issue of Chazakas was the basic uh, concept of last year Mishnayis, so you can rely on Chazakas, the last known previous status. Says the Mishnah, Miniach Peirais. Let's say somebody leaves, Peirais is a general term. Modern Hebrew is fruit. In, in, in Mishnah Hebrew, it often means fruit, but it could mean, let's say, uh, produce, let's say like wheat, barley, grains, those types of things, which would often probably be the case here. Anyway, somebody left aside particular uh, fruits, Leos Mafrish Alein Truma Umaisris. Why did he do that? So that if he finds himself in a situation that he has some untithed produce, he could say, uh, yeah, the that box of uh, wheat that I have in my house with the Truma label on it, some of that is going to be Truma for this stuff or Miser. Also, another thing that people would do is they would leave uh, like uh, some money in a special ma'ois, uh, they would leave in a special place, special box, special drawer, so that wherever you are, if you have some untied produce and you get to the Meister Shani part and you need to transfer the holiness of it onto money, that designated money will be the money. And if you do that, if you have that special stuff set away, mafrish alein, wherever you are, you could be mafrish based on that that stuff is still there. Now, do you know what's there? No, but last time you checked it was there. Becheskas Shane Kayamin. With the assumption, since the last known previous status was that it was there, you can assume it's still there. However, let's say you go and check and, oh my, like it's gone, something happened. Im avdu? Okay, what do you do now? Well, uh, like, I don't know, for the past two weeks, let's say, you've been uh, separating out from untithed produce. Tithes based on the fact that this fruit was there and now it's not there and you don't know, like, did it, is, was it gone three seconds before you got there? Was it gone three seconds after you last checked? What happened to it? So you have to be concerned for Mesais is a 24-hour period, and it's not clear when this 24-hour period uh, starts exactly, when it ends exactly, but uh, at some amount of time before this moment, you have to be concerned that maybe it wasn't there, and therefore, like if you had some produce that you had taken Trumas and Mesais from based on the thought that the stuff that you put aside was still there and now it's not, you would have to go do that again. Divrei Rebbe Elazar. I know Rebbe Elazar's name. Period. Rebbe Yehuda Imer. Here's another issue. Uh, they would also put aside uh, wine uh, to be uh, to, to be used in this way. And there were three times during the year, says Rebbe Yehuda, B'Shleisha Prakim, Boydkin Es Hayayin. Three times when wine... I don't know why, but maybe it's more likely that it might go bad and become vinegar, and you have to check and make sure it's wine, because certainly if you're going to be taking Truman Meister off some other wine, onto this wine, you want to make sure this stuff is wine and not vinegar. And the three times are number one, Bekidum Shell Meitzichag. Kidum, I believe, Rosh says, is from the uh, term uh, Kedem to the east, when there's this eastern wind that blows um, on uh, Matsisukis. Behitzas Madar. Uh, is the second time period uh, when the the blossoms fall off uh, the uh, grapevines and the uh, new little little round bally grape things smart start to appear, and finally Bishas the third uh, time when you have to check is Bishas Knisas Mayim either Bebaisar or Lebaisar when the grapes are already starting to grow a little bit small and they start to get a uh, a significant enough moisture. In them, 
Uh, so like if you squeeze them, you can actually get some drops out. That's the stage of kenisas mayim, that the liquid is going into the uh, small grape, the bosar. Okay, the Mishnah had uh, said that a person who set aside some produce to rely on it, that it could be his Truman Meister, and then he went and found, oh my goodness, it's not there, he has to uh, go check his calendar backwards, me'es la'es, and if he had separated out, based on that produce was there, he'd have to go separate out again. So what is me'es la'es? Literally it means from time period to the exact same time period the next day, so we'll call it like 24 hours, but 24 hours starting or ending when? Two opinions. Rabbi Yochanan, who we circled, and a line later we circled Rabbi Lezer ben Antigonus. So Rabbi Yochanan says, me'es la'es shel bedika. Okay, guy went to check, like he goes and checks every so often. Um, hmm, not there. The 24-hour period we're talking about, he has to go back from that moment 24 hours in time. And again, if he had used any of this stuff, he has to go retithe that produce. Rabbi Lezer ben Antigonus is the second opinion, who says in the name of Rabbi Lezer ben Rabbianai, me'es le'es shel hanacha. Oh no, you have to go much further back than that. The 24-hour period we're talking about is 24 hours after the last time you checked. So if the last time you checked to make sure that the produce you put aside is still there to cover your trumas and maestras, was, I don't know, a week ago. Well, let's say it was 3 p.m. on Tuesday. Any mice that you took until 3 p.m. on Wednesday, the next day, are okay. But anything after that, even though days or even weeks might have passed, uh, you have to be concerned that the truant mice are not taken properly. Okay, those are the two opinions. None. Let's try to uh, view those in light of our Mishnah. We quote our Mishnah. Seven words, put in right angles here. Im avdo, hareze chayshesh, me'es le'es. Okay, if the stuff you put aside somehow got lost, not there anymore, you have to be chayshesh, me'es le'es. That implies one day, and that certainly implies, like the mandamar, who would say me'es le'es, from the last time you checked. Me'es le'es from the bedika, from when you checked. Bish lama iskulana bish lama lama meisle shel bedika twenty four hours back from when you found it lost you checked oh my goodness it's lost shapir the Mishnah reads well el iskulana in the el lama lama meisle means shel hanacha from when you last placed it there I don't know two weeks ago a week ago hi then the term used by the Mishnah was not precisely correct uh, two words in right angles the term that was used is meis leis and the right angles, comma. What should have been used is that you should should have said something like, your chayshesh lemafreya ad me'es le'es, because you're going back maybe many days, maybe even weeks. Me is that that's the way the bishop should have explained the issue. And indeed, the Gemara ends with kasha, yeah, that, that is a difficulty for that approach. The Gemara continues, even Rebbe Lazar, uh, there's a lot of Elazars, a lot of Eliezers. Um, the Amora Rebelazar, who's Rebelazar ben Pedas, Amora Rebelazar, he comments on the following Machlokas Tanaim. He says, Chalukan alav chaveraval Rebbe Elazar. That Rebbe Elazar, the Tana, and we're being told this by Rebelazar the Amora, Rebelazar the Tana, uh, his colleagues disagreed with him. Ditznan, as we'll see in the following um, Mishnah. You have a uh, two and a half line Mishnah from Sechas Mikvois. Uh, mikvah has to have 40 saw of water. That's the minimum shear. Let's say, uh, obviously, every mikvah, whenever it starts out, it has 40 saw in it. Let's say, though, you measure it at a certain point, and oh my, mikvah shenimdad, and it turns out it actually has 
It's, it's lacking. In other words, it's got less than 40 saw. It's got like 39.9 saw, but not 40. Well, there are a bunch of people who have been using this mikvah, going to the mikvah themselves, putting kalim in the mikvah, doing all sorts of things. So, And then assuming when they came out of the mikvah, they were tahor. Any tahara shanasu al-gabav, whether truman tara or people, lemafreya, and I squiggle underline the word lemafreya, going back, Bain, whether the issue was a Tuma issue in Rishus HaYochid, whether it was a Tuma issue in Rishus HaRabim, they would all be Tameos. Okay, so uh, that's pretty clear that you go all the way back, which sounds like all the way back, sounds like all the way back to the last time you knew that it was okay. That could be days, weeks, maybe even months ago. So uh, that was the big insight of Rebbe Lazar the Amara, that there are other Tanoim who disagree with Rebbe Lazar the Tana. So the Gemara now says, well, Obviously, pshita de chalukin. That's like a mafurish mission mikvah. It's like, of course they disagree. Why would you assume they didn't disagree? Well, here's why. Mountatema, you might have thought to say that term lemafreya that we had squiggle underlined in the above quote of a Mishnah. Uh, that means you go back. Now, I assume that means I explained it as though it means you go back all the way back to the last time it was known. Well, you might have thought though, mountatema, my lemafreya, you know what mafreya means? Here it means you go back, how far do you go back? 24 hours. Okay, so for the last 24 hours, you'll assume it wasn't there. In other words, you can kind of explain the Mafreya being even according to Rebelazar, comma, kamash malan. No, no, no. That, that is what we're being told by Rebelazar, that it literally means the Mafreya all the way back and not me'eslais. The Mishra continued, Rebudam, Rebudam, Prokham, etc. Tana, the little brisa goes for all of six words. I box it off. Bekidum shel moitse hachag shel tekufa. What's the difference between that and what we said in the Mishnah, which was one of the three times I've checked the wine, kidum shel moitse hachag? Well, chag is sukkus. Sukkus falls usually uh, during the fall season. Uh, you could potentially have a bit of an issue how, but you could potentially have the uh, sukkus falling. Um, whether the whole of it falls or only part of it, it has to be in the new season, the fall season. If it was in all, if it was in the summer season, uh, Sukkot, even though sometimes sitting in the Sukkot does seem like it's in the summer, uh, then uh, it would not have to be checked. Okay. Period. Tanya, we have a Brysa now that goes for four lines, starts here. Rebu Daimir. Begimel prakim ma'ichrenes ha'tevua. I squiggle on the tour. There's three times during the year, I guess three dates maybe, that you sell the grain. Number one, lifnei hazera, before people uh, seed their fields. Number two, bishas hazera, at the time they're seeding their fields. And number three, ubefreis ha'pesach, 15 days before the Passover holiday. We'd say right around Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Kama, ubeshleisha prakim ma'ichrenes ha'yayin. There's three time periods during the year when you sell an ice squiggle underlined. Yayin, wine. Befreisa Pesach, 15 days before Passover. Befreisa Tzeres, 15 days before Shavuos. Befreisa Chag, 15 days before Sukkot. Kama. Veshemen, I squiggle underline Shemen. Oil, me'at Tzeres ve'elach. Anytime after, it's funny, your Otser, you, you squeeze, you press the olives to get the oil, but me'at Tzeres from Shavuos time and onwards. Okay, now, it's kind of interesting. Like, if you have this stuff, why are we telling you these are the three times you can sell? You sell whenever you want. Lamai Hilchasa. So now the Gemara asks, well, what's like the halachic implications of this? Can't a person, like, if you don't own something, you can't sell. And if you do, you can sell whenever you want. So here's the uh, answer. Amar Rava, Papa, 
L'shutvin. Ooh, let's say the particular business was owned by partners, where normally if one partner doesn't want to sell and the other one does, well, the one who does can't sell because he's in a partnership. However, during these times, one of the partners wouldn't even have to check with the other partner. And if it turns out that the particular commodity, I don't know, in three months later, you get much more for it, the partner who wouldn't have agreed can have no claims against the other partner. Bottom line, at those times, even a uh, partner in a partnership can sell without even getting, it might be nice to get permission without even getting permission from the other partner. How about Mikanve Elachmai? The way I understand this question, I'm not exactly sure, but I think what it means is those were three days. What about the day after that or a week after that? Like how, how far does it extend this, uh, this heter of one of the partners to sell without the other knowing or agreeing. Amarava, Kolyuma, Pirkehu. I think what this means is for an entire uh, additional day. So each one of those dates, those three dates, it's those dates plus the next day, period. The Pasuk in Yoina uh, says, this is Yona Perek Dalet Pasuk Ches, the first half of Pasuk Ches. It says, Vayik Yisrael HaShemesh, and it was when the sun was shining, Vayiman Elikim Ruach Kadim, and the Lord prepared a Ruach Kadim, maybe an eastern wind, Charishis. What does Charishis uh, indicate? Um might be strong, but my Harishis, what does that mean? Asks now the Gemara. Well, I'm Rav Yehuda, I circled Rav Yehuda, and three lines later, second word on line is Rabbi, I circled Rabbi, we'll have two opinions here. Here's the first, I'm Rav Yehuda. When this wind blows, this Ruach Kadim blows, why Harashis? I said, Telamim, Telamim. It makes almost, it basically very windy, very strong, makes furrows in the sea, call maybe like uh, wavy, choppy seas. And uh, the, the term harash is like uh, when you harish, when you plow a field. If you plow a field, you see the uh, dirt, the plowed dirt. Uh, there's uh, basically tlum, like furrows in the field. That's what the wind produces when it's blowing on the water because it's such a strong wind. Amarle Raba Raba says to Rav Yehuda, well, nice try, but if that was the case, let's continue the second part of that Pasukhes over there in Yoina Perigdala. This is Pasukhes, the second part. It says, and the sun beat down on the head of Yona, and he fainted. Okay, so it, it's pretty clear that the Pasuk is coming to tell us how hot it was. And you said, the way you explained the first half of the Pasuk, that it was coming to show how strong the wind was. But the second half of the Pasuk indicates we're not talking about the wind, we're talking about like the, the intensity of the heat. Ella, so I squiggle and line the Ella, Elama Rabba, and circled Rabba, Bishashimina Sheves, here's a shot. When this wind blows, Mashtekes Kolharuchois mi Paneha. It from like shtikat, it silences or makes insignificant all the other winds, meaning the winds from the other directions, uh, 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 are not strong. Uh, that one really overpowers the southern one, overpowers the others. And that's how we understand this Pasuk uh, in the middle of Eoiv that says, that your uh, clothes were very hot. When the earth is silenced, from the south. What's that referring to? Connector or comma connector? Ve'amar of Tachlifa bar, I think the, 
Yeah, the Bach adds in the uh, Vav. And, When do a person's garments get very hot? When the world is, or when the land is silenced from the southern wind. The southern wind is very good. Uh, When there's no southern wind, then it seems like the eastern wind uh, takes uh, precedence or Dominance. When that eastern wind blows, it silences all the other <coughs> winds uh, from before it. Period. Here's a little story. If you remember back on Daf uh, Zion, we had a character who popped up by the name of Geneva. And Geneva was the one that Marukva, remember, was a sugi, I think, of uh, pre scraping out the lines before you write Psukim. And they were sending messages back and forth, and Geneva was taken out in chains. Well, Here's Geneva's second, what I believe is four appearances in Masechus uh, Gitin. Rav Huno, I underline Rav Christo, I underline two Gedeleador, Havu Yasvi, they were uh, sitting. Chalif Vazil came a passing by, came a walking by, none other than Geneva Alaihu. He came walking past them. Amar Chad Lechavre. So it doesn't say who's who, but clearly Geneva was a very uh, controversial character. Maybe a massive Talmud Chacham, maybe a bit problematic. But so one of the two, this is Rav Huna Rav Chista, one says to the other, Neku Mikami de Bar Orianhu. We should stand up in his presence because he's a uh, Ben Taira, a tremendous Talmud Chacham. Amalaidah, the other one said back, Mikami Palga Nekum. Are we going to stand for someone who's cantankerous, who's a, who's a very um, argumentative individual? Adahachi, in the interim. He made his way over to these two Tervunar of Christa. Amrlu, and he said to them, What were you two fellas uh, talking about? Amrlu, they said to him, We were talking about the winds. Amrlu, so Geneva said to them, Well, I got a Torah teaching about that for y'all. There's four main, I guess, primal winds. Now, I don't know if this means a physical wind. I don't know if this means a spiritual ruach, which certainly ruach is uh, the term used for things of spirituality. The, the term spirituality is actually ruchnius. But arba ruchais menashvais b'cholyoyim. The ruach tzafainis, the north wind, menashevesim kulan blows along with all of them. Sheil malikain, were it not for that, eina ilam miskayim afilushachas, the world would be unable to exist even for one moment. In the southern wind, is the most intense of all of them. If not for the fact that Ben Nates, now Ben Nates is some sort of spiritual force, some sort of malach, some sort of reality. If not for the fact that Ben Nates, Ma'amida, held it back, uh, and the way it held it back is it, like, I don't know, placed itself in front of this wind and spread out its wings and, and therefore held it back. If it wasn't for the fact that this Ben Nates, reality held it back, the entire universe would be destroyed uh, before it. We actually see this in a Pasuk. Pasuk in Iyav says, Is it from your wisdom, capital your, like Hashem, your wisdom, from the, it's a verb of the term, an aver, an aver is a limb, like to spread out your limbs is ya'aber, that Nate spreads out its limbs, yifrois kenafav, he spreads out his uh, wings, leteman, to the south. Period. Rava and Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak, I underline Rav Nachman and I squiggle underline bar Yitzchak. So we have Rava and Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak. Uh, they were also one sitting, Havu Yasvi, and someone else came a walking by, Havei Chalif Azil, another 
perspective of Nachman, Rav Nachman bar Yankov. I underline Rav Nachman and squiggle underline Ben Yaakov. So one of the the two sitters are Rava and Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak, and the one who came a walking by is Rav Nachman bar Yaakov. Diyosev begur kidadava. He came by. He was sitting in a golden chariot. I don't know if it just had gold rims, but it was obviously Chashu, who paris ale sarbala de karsi, and he was wearing, he had spread on him a, um, I don't know, a, a silk cloak. I want to say karsi. Um, okay. There's some sort of tcheles, I guess, similar to karsi, a green-blue type of cloak. Rav Azulagabe, Rav went out to greet him. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, lo Azulagabe, Rav Nachman Bar did not. Now, why did Nachmar Yitzchak not go out to greet him? Amar, because Nachmar Yitzchak figured, I don't know who that is in that golden chariot I see far off, in that stretch limo. Is it is it Ravel Yoshev? Or, or is it, uh, uh, I don't know, Don Corleone? So, Dilma me'anshi de be'reish galusa ninhu. Nachmar Yitzchak figured it could be one of the uh, Exilarch's uh, um, household members. Uh, and therefore, I don't have to go, because Rava Tzarech Rava needs to have a good relationship with him because of uh, his situation. Anna, however, I, Lo Tzrichnelhu, don't need that, because Renachbar Yitzhak was the son-in-law of the Nasi, and uh, therefore he didn't need to sort of act in a way that others may have needed to act. Kedichaza, Rav Nachman bar Yankiv Havei, when he saw that it wasn't uh, one of the goons, but it was rather like a fellow Talmud Chacham, Rav Nachman bar Yaakov, Azulagabe, he, he went out uh, towards him. Galei Ledare, and Rav Nachman bar Yaakov sort of rolled up his sleeves. Literally, he revealed his arms. Apparently, there was a very strong wind blowing, and it was very hot. Amar Shadya Nashiv. The Shadya Noshiv, the, the, I don't know, the wind is blowing the carriage, maybe a Shida that he was sitting in is being blown uh, right and left, or the shade is blowing, meaning like the shade, like a Shindalid, like a demon, or a spiritual force. Amar Rava, says Rava, uh, colon, Haki Amar Rav, that wind, when that is blowing, uh, we're going to have three comments here as to how detrimental that wind blowing can be. Ishama Pelisboy, a woman can miscarry because of it. Shmuel, we underline, Amar, Afilu Marglishabiyamira Kevesboy. Even the pearls in the sea um, rot because of that wind blowing. And Rabyochanan, I underline Rabyochanan, Rabyochanamar, Afilu Shikhvazera, Shibame Isha, even the uh, semen in the inside of a woman, I guess that was starting to. Uh, possibly produce what would be a baby in nine months from now. Misareches by it, it, uh, it spoils, it rots in, in her. Okay, it's a very um, powerful wind. Amrav Nachmar Yitzchak, Nachmar Yitzchak now comments that actually all three of those approaches, uh, a woman miscarrying, uh, a pearl decaying, and um, human semen inside a woman rotting. They all darshan from the same pasuk in Hoshea, Perik Yigimel pasuk Tes Vav. So the pasuk starts out and uh, says, "Kihu ben Achim Yafri for him or for though." Amongst the brothers, Yafri, like the term like Pru Ravu, uh, is fruitful amongst the people. Yavai Kadim comes along the eastern uh, one. Ruach Hashem in Midbar Oila, the wind of Hashem, the from comes up from the 
um, comes up from the desert, and it dries out like the spring or the source. So we're going to darshan now the various phrases to fit into each one of those three pshatim we had four or five lines ago. Yevosh mekayra, which I underlined, zem mekayra shalisha. What, what's the makar, like the source we're talking about? The makar, like actually like the womb of a woman, that is that which is able to produce a new human being. Kama. The puzzle continues for uh, two words. I underline them, put in quotation marks. Vayecherav ma'ayano, and dried up is his fountain. That's referring to that would be referring to the potential for life of the male semen, which is inside the female potentially starting a life. And finally, the Pasuk concludes, I put in quotation marks and underline, who and it, this will or he will um, plunder or steal the treasury of all desirable things. That's referring to even the pearl out at sea. Kama Amarava, Adi Surahu de Daiki Kra. This, Adi Zos, this is uh, a Sura type of drasha, because uh, in Sura they were famous for being very precise with the reading of Psukim. Um, the Prasuk did start with an interesting phrase, My Kihu Ben Achim Yafri, which is uh, though he be amongst the brothers uh, fruitful. Amarava, so here's the shot. Afilu. Uh, now, Yarpi could mean um, come loose. When you have something that sort of becomes loose, Rafui is loose. So, Amarava Afilu, Shufsa Bekufina Demara Rafia. Even the handle, um, which is jabbed into the uh, the shovel or the blade of the hoe, will become loose. Rav Yosef Amar Afilu, Sikhsa Bidafna Rafia. Even the peg which is banged into the wall, uh, will become loose. Does all these things indicate like a certain dryness, which will take out any moisture. And when you ever have uh, wood, even like a, a wood door, a wood shelving, the, the change in uh, temperature and, and moisture can, can make what was once a smooth working door or a tightly banged in peg into a wall to become somewhat loose. And finally, Ravachabar Yaakov Amar Afilu Kanya Be. Kufta, even the reeds in a reed basket, uh, Rafia will become uh, weak or loose. Hadranalach Kolget Adkan.